This is News Talk 980 CKNW. It's time to check in with Rick Forchuk. And Rick, no new movies this weekend, but you've got something else to tell us about. I do, Joe. I just want to get something off my chest here. It's just been irritating me for a long time, so I'll go with it because the timing is perfect. Um, other than a couple of small movies at such places as the Fifth Avenue, uh, there's nothing significant that opened this weekend. However, <clears throat> a bit of a tirade about something that does drive me nuts. Uh, it may sound a bit self-serving, and maybe it is, but when I see or hear a movie review for a film that the reviewer does not tell us is not available in our market, my email starts buzzing like a hive of angry yellow jackets with people asking me where they can see that film today. Darkest Hours, for example, the Winston Churchill film that will likely get an Oscar nomination for Gary Oldman, got a glowing review on Friday. Five popcorn kernels out of five. But the closest it's playing to Vancouver, in this country anyway, is Toronto. I, Tanya, the biopic about the Olympic athlete Tanya Harding, who allegedly conspired to break the leg of a competitor, Nancy Kerrigan, also got a great review. This movie is not playing in Canada at all. My guess is that the reviewer, Toronto-based of course, saw the film at the Toronto International Film Festival in September and used the review on Friday because the movie opened in, excuse me, limited release this week in the States, but not here. Now the reason this happens in December is that those films that the distributors and studios think will be Oscar contenders have to play for a specific period of time to be considered, seven consecutive days in Los Angeles with at least three screenings a day. Now, that's why we get a flurry of buzz around pictures that haven't reached us yet, as the American reviewers make a lot of noise about contenders during these limited releases. Well, we'll get these movies here, of course, as well as the highly regarded The Shape of Water in due course, but I think it's unfair not to flag a review with a disclaimer if it's not playing at this time in the local market. Saves a lot of frustration for moviegoers, and if you want to email me to complain about that like everybody else has, it's rick at rickspicks.ca. Uh, my email, rick at rickspicks.ca, or you can go to my website, which is www.rickspicks.ca. There's an email link to me right there. All right. So that's the deal, Jill. There you go. It does seem a little bit. You hear a review, you want to see the movie, but you can't. Exactly. And this happens a lot. It's not isolated and it happens across all media. It happens in newspapers, happens on radio and television. And uh, often it's exactly this, uh, because nothing's opening locally or nothing big, but the reviewer has had an advanced screening. Uh, They don't bother to check the local market and see exactly what's happening. All right, but you can see a classic if you would like to go out and do that. You can do exactly that, exactly that. Um, I'll tell you, Cineplex Classic Film Series has some great movies, and for $6.99 a ticket, you can see movies that have not played on the big screen in decades. Now, for many, many film buffs, they've only seen such movies on DVD or VHS, and there's one coming up on Wednesday that is a perfect family Christmas film. And, Jill, that's Miracle on 34th Street from 1947. Only three Christmas-themed movies have ever been nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, and this is one of them. Uh, The other two are It's a Wonderful Life and The Bishop's Wife. Uh, This is the story of a little girl who's being raised by her mother, Doris Walker, played by Maureen O'Hara, to not believe in Santa Claus. The little girl is played by Natalie Wood, who is just nine years old at the time, and she turns in a remarkable performance as little Susan Walker. Doris is a cynical woman, not given to flights of fancy, and she tries to instill those values in her daughter. As an employee of Macy's Department Store, which is on 34th Street in New York City, it's Doris' job to manage the big parade each year. Each year, And with that in the background, we learn that the Department Store Santa turns out to be a drunk, and he has to be replaced. 
Filling in is a man named Chris Kringle, played by Edmund Gwen, who's so good at the job that the store executives are truly amazed. He's so good because, as he'll tell anyone, he really is Santa Claus. Ultimately, the store psychiatrist sees him as a dangerous fraud and has him institutionalized. A friend of Doris's, Fred Gailey, played by John Payne, is a lawyer who offers to represent Mr. Kringle at a hearing to allow him to go free. Two very interesting sidebars to this movie, Jill. Uh, first, Natalie Wood believed completely that the person with whom she was working was really Santa Claus. It wasn't until the rap party after the movie was finished that she saw him out of costume and realized that he was just another actor. And second, although this is a most wholesome of family films, uh, on release it had a rating of B, meaning that it was morally objectionable, according to the motion picture code of the day. And that's because Doris, Maureen O'Hara's character, was a divorcee. In our world, this one carries a G rating. It's suitable for all family members, of course, and it's really worth seeing on the big screen. Uh, one showing only, 7 o'clock in the evening at Cineplex, Jill. All right, sounds like a, a good outing. Uh, we do have some new things on Netflix. We do. Um, I didn't mention this to you in my notes that I sent you, but uh, The Crown is back with season two. That's the story of uh, Princess, now Queen Elizabeth, and it's just outstanding. Uh, Before I Fall from 2017 uh, it has not a new theme. It goes back to Groundhog Day, which uh, did best, but we have Zoe Deutsch as Sam doing a sort of millennials version of the caught-in-a-loop time story. Uh, Sam is very popular, but she's not a very nice girl. She ignores her parents, treats her younger sister like dirt, and is an inveterate gossip at school where she taunts and terrorizes those who are less popular than she. It's at a party when things get out of hand that Sam and her friends get into a car late at night. They race away. They hit something on the road. The car goes off into the ditch. And suddenly, it's that same morning all over again as Sam ignores her parents, treats her younger sister poorly, taunts and terrorizes the less popular girls, goes to a party, and so on and so on. Uh, how can she get out of this loop? Well, you have to wait and see. That's Before I Fall, and it's from 2017. Uh, family, or make that kids, uh, on Netflix, A Story Bot's Christmas. Uh, this is an animated Netflix original. It's aimed directly at kids who are aimed directly at having a great Christmas. It's full of color and music and tells the story of Bo, voiced by Aaron Fitzgerald, who mistakenly believes that her friends don't like the presents she's chosen for them, and she's worried that she's done wrong and decides to head to the North Pole to speak to Santa directly. Santa's voiced by Ed Asner here, and he appears to be missing in action, which sends Bo and all the story bots into a tizzy, wondering how they will have Christmas without him. Uh, that one rated G for all family members, Jill. All right. And uh, Crave has Frontier. Yeah, season two of Frontier. A lot of people really like this series. Uh, Jason Momoa is back for another season of this trailblazing series that has him playing Declan Harp a half-Irish, half-First Nations fur trader, bent on stopping the Hudson Bay Company's domination of the fur business in North America. And this one is a shot in Newfoundland, Labrador. Harp's avowed pursuit is to stop the multinational exploitation of what would one day become Canada. It's set in a time reference roughly one generation after the last of the Mohicans. Uh, the rating is M for mature, and that's uh, Frontier, season two, Joe. Frontier. And uh, we have a quick look at television, although it does seem to be a bit of the dull, the, the quiet time on TV. Yeah, it is. It's very much that. Uh, most of the regular series are wrapping up until uh, their Jan- for their January break. They'll come back later in the, uh, later in the month of January. Uh, tonight, Neil Young, hometown, the Canadian singer, composer, and musician whose roots go back to the days of Buffalo Springfield and later Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, gives an intimate all-acoustic concert in his tiny hometown of Omimi, Ontario. That's on CTV tonight. 
Uh, Frozen, uh, young girls especially, just can't get enough of Olaf the Snowman, Anna, Elsa, and the magic that ensues when the two sisters have to make hard choices with their world spinning off in different directions. Voices of Kristen Bell, Idina Menzel, and Josh Gad. That's on ABC Tonight, Jill. Perfect time of year to be watching Frozen again. I'm sure parents are loving that. Yeah, I'm sure they are. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is one of those movies that, uh, as I said, girls particularly watch over and over and over and over, and you just can't get enough of it. But yes, I I think parents maybe have had enough of Frozen. Well, I can't can't make fun of them, because uh, speaking of the Christmas classics, and uh, I know it's not actually a classic, but I did watch Love Actually last night for probably the 50th time. It's a a tradition every Christmas. Yeah, well, you know what? That's on most people's top ten list of Christmas movies, so you're allowed. That's a Christmas (laughs) movie. It takes place at Christmas time. Yes, exactly. All right, Rick, on that note, we will chat with you next weekend. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Rick. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.